0: Welcome to episode 99 of the photo op podcast. I'm Ben Lucas and I'm Stuart Marlantis and this is photo op the photo opinion podcast. where We talk about all things photo and video next week we have a very special episode 100. I'm very excited for that. But today today what are doing today
1: today we're answering one question which is how do you afford the latest gear? That's the neat thing. You don't. <laughs> Uh, To expand a little bit. um, This question comes from Logan. And Logan asks, just curious as to how you guys manage to afford to buy the latest cameras and lenses, given that some of them are super expensive. Do you save for a few months? Do you take up side projects and make money to upgrade your gear? Or do you just buy them from the savings you already have?
0: Ooh, fantastic question. Uh, thank you, Logan. So um, let's actually start just by kind of caveating this for all of you guys listening at home. Depending on your own situation, uh, one of us is going to be much more useful to you. Yes, so uh, I am a professional photographer. Um, and by that, I, I mean, you could be professional without being full-time. But I am a full-time photographer. I mm-hmm. make all of my money from this thing. Camera. So... <laughs> um. If if you don't have a day job and this is your business, uh how I think about it is probably gonna be a lot more applicable. If for sure. um Stuart on the other hand I have a day job, yay. He does. <laughs> uh, which which you get paid pretty decently, yeah. much much more than me. So in in one respect, your your day job is not paying for your photography, but in the other respect, it is paying for photography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it,
1: it certainly operates as, uh, softens the blow, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> it is a backup. <laughs> so, so
0: you have, you have a literal, uh, you, uh, you have a little more kind of, uh, lateral moving to be able to purchase more expensive gear, mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. say. But that said, um, it's still like, hey, I'm not making ROI from this. So can I really justify it? Mm-hmm. So there's kind of two different frames of thought. So kind of before we get into that episode, yeah. like one of our pieces of advice just might be more useful to you. So just mm-hmm. kind of keep that in mind. But um, yeah, how do you how do you manage to budget stuff
1: uh that's increasingly difficult these days um it used to be a lot easier um i was renting for a very low rate and i Uh, got to have a lot of uh a lot of fun money um but uh now i have recently purchased a house and uh the budget is substantially tighter so now i do actually have to think more about um my expenditures um that being said it it varies is the answer. It varies. <laughs> it, it,
0: that is that is the most useful thing like, that has ever been like, said. Actually in front, front of us. So here's a great <laughs> <laughs> Here's a
1: great immediate answer um, this is not photo or video gear but it is audio gear what you're looking at what you're hearing us hearing through in this podcast this um, deck these microphones um, I have not received a return on this investment at this point um, thanks to you who are subscribed to the patreon by if, the way if you
0: would like to <laughs> if you would like to help kind of pay off all of this fancy stuff that Stuart I have not paid a dime on this this has all been Stewart funding I'm my podcast. This. <laughs> so thank you, Stuart. Uh, if you would like to help pay Stuart back, go to our Patreon, patreon.com dot com slash nomcreative. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my personal one, um, but there's a tip jar for my YouTube channel and then a tip jar for the podcast. And the podcast yeah. goes back to paying web hosting fees and mm-hmm. you know a mm-hmm. uh, little bit All for the microphones and keeping keeping the electricity on. Yeah. So um, go subscribe. Thank you so much. Uh, once we kind of get more people and a bigger subscriber base, I will start adding more tiers. Right now, it's just a tip jar. So yeah. Yeah. a dollar every little bit helps yeah but this is a great example of that the
1: this um obviously is for the podcast and is kind of long term looking at the very long term with this equipment um audio equipment doesn't go a bad so to speak very quickly um often never depending on uh the specifics of your what you're working with um so this is useful not only for the podcast not only is it going to last a long time and be useful a long time but i also use it every day for just like a ultra flex on my coworkers working remote
0: <laughs> when you're doing <laughs> zoom meetings so
1: yes when i'm doing zoom meetings i literally run all of my audio through this uh, which is amusing uh, if totally unnecessary but you know it's, it's a purchase that covers lots of things and it's a purchase purchase that's looking very long term and so i'm more okay spending that money up front and not getting an immediate return on it because i am betting on that return being in the long term. You do right actually
0: away. make a really good point where you bought something that is multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. Like if you buy something that is single purpose, um I I'm used to not having a lot of real estate. So all of my storage I I I, I min max to the to the max mm-hmm. <laughs> because storage space is at a premium. So if something isn't multi-purpose, not only is it a waste of money, but for me it's a waste of space. So yep. Yep. that's yeah. That's also like I do have a few single purpose things, but that single purpose thing is a million times better than any other thing for the job and yeah. I get enough use out of it. Like,
1: I use this every day, not just for the podcast. So uh, it's easier for me to justify that if I was spending the equivalent amount of money that this costs on something that I'm using once a month or twice a month, then it
0: becomes a lot less interesting for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, for me, uh, if you stop listening to this podcast right now, Listen to this one thing. ROI, baby. Yep return yep. on investment okay please keep listening we do have more <laughs> tips for you but um, that is honestly that is the king of everything oh yeah if you're um, so as, as a full-time photographer if I'm not gonna get a return on a thing why am I doing the thing mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like the pro blends I have wanted it so badly for the longest time hashtag not sponsored but Lawa, hit us up <laughs> um, I've wanted it for the longest time and when I bought it I knew that like there's not necessarily necessarily going to be an immediate return. Um, but when I bought it um and started using it and playing with it, I've actually landed two jobs now from footage that I've shot from the Pro Blends mm-hmm. just because it is so interesting and unique and other people can't do it. Yep. So um there is a return on that. So not everything I do necessarily has a return, even if I think it does. Like I still have something I bought Black Friday three years ago that I mm-hmm. haven't opened yet because yeah. I haven't had the time to like play mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have time to myself. But you know that's a different problem.
1: <laughs> well, and I also look on at uh, return on investment in the scale of like how much like this you know, this is not being used, uh, or this is not being uh, paid for right now. Uh, Again, thank you to those that are subscribed to the Patreon. Obviously, we're not running ads, if you're listening to this. So but if you look at this as how much good media we've produced out of this, for the amount that was spent on it, like we're probably approaching the point where per episode, this is costing, I don't know, five or six bucks which i feel like is pretty good and
0: it will keep going down the more <laughs> and we it'll make. exactly yeah. and it'll
1: keep going down the more we make so long term we can look at this and be like oh wow look at this it'll it's only, <laughs> it'll only cost us like a bucket episode whereas if we if we weren't serious about this podcast and we only recorded a couple episodes that would feel a lot
0: more okay painful. we have <laughs> had a decent break just because life is busy and yes. i'm exhausted but um no but we, still a lot we of episodes. do have a bunch more in the pipeline mm-hmm. so um yeah. there There is plenty more coming. So I look at, that, I look at it that way too. Like how much... Um, maybe there isn't
1: a specific job for a piece of equipment that's going to like pay off that equipment. That would be ideal. But if you're using that piece of equipment consistently enough for all sorts of different jobs, even if it's not explicitly for that piece of equipment, then long term, that can start to make sense by giving you a capability that you otherwise didn't have.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. um, another thing to think about is... Uh, so you talked about buying gear for like not just the specific job when you need it, but also buying stuff that's multi-purpose. Yeah. But something else to think about, at least for me, is uh, you get a paycheck. I do. And on a regular basis, you know, uh, you know, next week, next month, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. going to have more money in your account that will get replenished. And then you'll have a little more to kind of do that with. Yep. I don't. So um, back when I was writing for Tuts Plus, I actually remember that I wrote an article where for three months in a row, I literally did not make a single penny. And what what the problem was, is in January, I spent the entirety of January doing wedding shows. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to people, and I spent the entirety of February doing client meetings. And then, like, I basically didn't get paid January, February. And then, like, in March, I started getting, like, people actually booking me and paying all the deposits for all their weddings. Um, and I made like $17,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like nothing, nothing, boom, payday. Yeah. So for me, um, I have to think annually. I can't think paycheck to paycheck because, uh, there's a lot of advertise. There's some advertising I pay monthly for, but there's a lot of things that like, I only pay for this once a year. Like, um, my client subscription, uh, software, uh, not subscription software gallery software I pay a subscription for like any of that stuff um I just pay annually because it instead of paying monthly like they give me a 20 percent discount or whatever might as well and I might as well yeah so so it's chunks like that of like every year I know I'm gonna buy this one thing I have to add all that up and I have to budget that way rather than paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. so I think in 12 month chunks instead of one month chunks yeah yeah. So if you're if you're full time and this is your business, you just kind of have to reframe your brain and realize this month might be bad, but next month it's going to get better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is totally different for me. I mean, having a day job and having a paycheck that comes in every month, um, my thought process is month to month. Not that I'm like trying to be paycheck to paycheck, that's not a good place to be. But um, if you look at your paycheck and you say, all right, this amount comes out immediately to pay for the house, this amount comes out every month for utilities, this amount comes out for you know savings or whatever, then 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 whatever you have left over it's each like, month is like, what you yeah, got. Take, take, yeah.
0: take part of what you've got left over and yep. set that aside and be like, well, once that gets yeah. enough that I can buy the new camera, then you can. Exactly. So when you have a paycheck, you can do that. When you're doing it annually, um, you just have to but it's the same principle you just have to reframe your thinking yeah longer term um so something else uh that i want to talk about is um multiple ha- w- when you're when you're a business owner you should have a business account if you are getting money for your photography one make sure that you have a business license and that you can legally operate wherever you are yes two make sure you have a business account um because depending on the laws on where you live um it might be different if someone pays you as a business versus if someone um pays you like a day job type thing so um but three um set up multiple accounts so for instance um i have one account that i just call income and expenses so uh stewart when you buy a print from me, Mm -hmm. you give me some money, it goes into that income and expenses account. And then just because I'm hella lazy, (laughs) uh, when I go to buy that print for you, I pay for it from the income and expenses account. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I do is I take the sales tax that I collected from you. Mm -hmm. And I have a separate account that's just called sales tax. Mm -hmm. So I will take that money and put it into the sales tax account. Um, So that way, at the end of the year, I don't go, oh, no, and get surprised with all the sales tax. Like, I've been saving it all year. And Mm -hmm. that account Mm -hmm. just does not exist to me. Like, I never look at it. I never wonder how much money's in it because I'm never going to pull from it. Like, that's the government's money.
1: This bites people so often. I have read quite a few stories of people that are like in generally in web media and a variety of forms, and they don't think about that. They don't save taxes. They don't have everything set up legitimately with their business. And then they get slammed so, by the IRS. So some
0: people <laughs> some people pay monthly, some people mm-hmm. pay quarterly. Yeah. My business structure for whatever reason is set up on an annual scale. So in January, mm-hmm. I send the government thousands of dollars in just sales tax i've collected over the past 12 months yeah um so that's just uh and i have to make sure that i have that because i'm still on the hook for it so um set up a separate account for that and then also i set up a separate account that i just take 10 percent of everything and put that into um i know some people do that for like tithing or charity some people do that for just like their day-to-day savings Mm -hmm. that is my um that is my like i need to make sure i get paid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if you are running i i i worked a very long time without paying myself and every cent went back into the business and i was burning out like mm-hmm. hardcore and when you go months and months and months working your butt off and then you still have not been able to write yourself a paycheck to like pay the rent like man it bums you out it bums yeah. you out real fast <laughs> not terribly inspiring <laughs> it is, it is not. I'm like, why am I even, there have been multiple. So I've been doing this for like 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And there have been multiple times where I just wanted to like sell my camera and quit being a photographer and like get a day job. Like, I'm like, why am I even doing this? And it was because I wasn't paying myself first. And if you don't do that, you're going to burn out. Yep. So make sure you do that or, or you're going to have a real bad time
1: um yeah and i think that's totally natural like i think a lot of people feel that way um i am somebody that just like i couldn't have that uncertainty, so I got a day job. Um, I'm not strong enough to do that, but um, respect to those that are, because I'm sure there's a lot of questioning that goes on, and uh, and that's okay. I feel like that's totally natural.
0: I, I think you also have have maybe more fun doing photography than me, because when you're doing photography and you pick up your cameras because you want to,
1: yeah, that's true. Um, even when I freelanced like a lot, um, it was very much on my terms, which I appreciated. Like The the nice thing the day job gives you is a way out. You can just say no to anybody and it's not going to hurt you.
0: There (laughs) are definitely jobs that I've looked at and go, oh, (laughs) I don't want... Yes, please. Please pay me money.
1: That being said, I'm not encouraging everybody switch to the day job model because the downside to that is, oh boy, you spend a lot of energy and time at your day job. And then if you want to do something fun for yourself in you know the evenings and weekends you're like ah but i really don't want to work more so so i have
0: um another friend who works in tech Mm -hmm. he makes like 10 times as much money as i do he's doing really good for himself Mm -hmm. but uh i'm a lot happier than he is because he works like 60 to 80 hours a week Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah my job sucks but like it it pays me well and i'm like well my job's awesome i'm broke (laughs) but my job's awesome so you know yeah, that's, that's a different ways of decision. looking at it anyway let's try and get back to how do you afford the latest gear let's talk about budgeting and how we kind mm-hmm. of save mm-hmm. and be able to buy stuff so uh that's the neat thing you don't exactly you don't <laughs> uh so and what we mean by that is you is <laughs> is don't buy the latest gear
1: no no uh it is especially now um there are very few like humongous leaps in equipment anymore that is like oh i must i have to buy the latest thing because it's the only thing thing that has these capabilities we are seeing a i feel like an incre- incremental shifts now occasionally something kind of cool comes out but for the most part very incremental shifts um there is nothing uh there's almost nothing that current year camera can do that current year minus one camera cannot do <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so I mean, uh, we're shooting this on a camera that's probably five years old now. Yeah, and, and there's I, nothing wrong with that. Shoots 4K even, great, I, and I bought it like two years ago. Yeah. so and it shoots 4K great. It's awesome. Nothing wrong so,
0: with that. So uh, I am. Uh, last week we did a questions and answers episode, and one of mm-hmm. the questions was, "I have a 5DS, and I hate it. It's bad. You know what? I hate you." He's never <laughs> writing again. I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> Write in as many questions as you want. Uh, but I'm holding in my hands my 5DS. Mm-hmm, and guess mm-hmm. what? I bought this when it was being discontinued, and I got it for $1,000. Um, And what were they
1: new? Like 4000 Yeah, I was going to say. So it's a
0: 75% discount for a brand new camera. I didn't buy a used camera. It is new. It had zero shutter clicks on it before it got to me. But it is several years old. But Mm -hmm. guess what? It's still an amazing camera for basically what it is. Again, it's like, what's the difference between a drill and an impact driver? Like, you got to know why... To, what are you using it for? To, to my wife, they're like, they both do the screw turny thing. Like, why? It doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They're different. <laughs> the same way that a 5D3 and a 5DS, they look identical. Yes. Their <laughs> outside body case is identical. Their mm-hmm. buttons are identical. Everything is nearly identical. But there's like some very small tweaks that make them very, very different. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: So there's no reason to buy the current stuff. Um, uh, You you only will do that if you have more money than you know what to do with, or you know that you need it for some particular reason.
0: Oh, Um, yeah. So that actually brings us into our next one uh this is a phrase uh entrepreneurs like mvp mm-hmm. minimum viable product so in the entrepreneur world it's what's the what's the like lowest effort or minimum thing you can mm-hmm. get away with selling so you don't like no, no no no. we need to full feature it before we release no, no, no. you need to releasing it out in the world yeah. well what we mean by minimum viable product is what is like the worst or cheapest or oldest gear you can get away with using that still gets the job done to to your standards yep
1: i was gonna say the phrase is does it get the job done <laughs> right? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then it doesn't matter how old it is.
0: So uh, I, I've mentioned this quite a few times, but my very first camera was a Canon Rebel XSI. Uh, it's um, capped out at ISO 1600, but that looks terrible. I tried to never put it above ISO 800. It shot three frames per second, 12 megapixel sensor. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I tried shooting a wedding with it and I was struggle bussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a really really hard time shooting in an indoor stain window uh, glass window chapel with like no lights except and oh oh no i was like under ex- <laughs> um i bought a 2.8 lens and even with that i was underexposing by like three or four stops and trying to boost it in photoshop and the grain was awful and they were still slightly blurry and i was oh it was pain um if you're a professional photographer I would say that's not a minimum viable product. That no. does Did I get the job done? Yes, but I would say that doesn't get the job done.
1: But even that, the landscape has changed so much. Like, great ISO performance is now five years plus available like you can still buy stuff a couple years old and get great performance that
0: was 12 years ago yeah
1: yeah landscape is very different now
0: so yeah um and 12 years ago i made it the incremental leap from Mm -hmm. that xsi to a 5d3 and guess what 10 years later i am still using 5d3 in fact every time when it got discontinued i bought more of them so now i've got a fleet of identical cameras that are all amazing and fantastic
1: yep Yeah, the only time that I've bought current model was when I bought the A7 III. And that was moving from... uh, Previously, I had the A77, um, which was the the minolta uh tech one that sony had and that was old one or that was i bought it new but it had been discontinued um so similar it was old tech by the time time i bought it um i didn't have a lot of money i was in college um i just wanted something and i kind of liked the idea of this transflective lens or transflective mirror thing turned out to be a dead end it was fun it had a great uh it, it could just crank out the photos i think at the time this was quite a while ago and you could do like a 20 fps burst which like nothing else can do that was really fun sports that being,
0: cameras were only at 14 yeah so it was, it, like, it was insane. like it was
1: insanely cool that being said the performance was kind of bad for other reasons so i i saved up money over literally years and years again college i didn't have a lot of money and i made the bet that sony's e-mount cameras were going to be uh, supported and good for a long time and they had done some really interesting things with the a a 71 the a 7 and i was just kind of waiting for a better 4k video performance and the a 7 came out and it kind of did everything great and i leaped on that new that's the only time that i've bought something brand new um now there's the a7-4 out and a bunch of the the a-line has exploded into all sorts of different models and i haven't bought any of that because it does a good job it does everything they needed to do and um if i really wanted to upgrade it would be totally redundant it would be like incremental changes at this point so um so like when i needed a little video camera i saw that you had a great time with the g80 the g85 uh i found one mine was actually used somebody had used it uh and i bought it and it's great yeah so uh
0: you can look this up i don't i got mine on a pretty good deal i Mm -hmm. got my lumix g85 for 500 bucks nice and i was thinking i would rather when i'm filming dumb stuff like this <laughs> for my youtube channel yeah i'd rather burn out a 500 hundred dollar sensor than a four thousand dollars sensor. for sure for sure yeah um plus it is half the weight of my other cameras so i can hold it when i'm doing you know other youtube vlogging yeah. stuff it's got the flip out screen it's got 4k capture i'm like oh this does a ton of stuff really well mm-hmm. of like it's never gonna be my main camera but no. like i took it to india with me and i did a great job
1: you know, like low light performance isn't great but
0: yeah but it whatever does it's, good good. it's good enough it's good enough <laughs> yeah my five hundred dollar camera of like i went into like these cathedrals and like it did pretty
1: good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and that's what i recommend for people more on the video side uh or on the streaming side because it's something i've increasingly kind of helped people with is setting up streams and there's a bigger and bigger push into multi-camera streams which is really fun but the downside of that is you need to have a bunch of cameras yeah and so people think like oh man this is going to cost like you know, at least six thousand dollars, potentially like ten, twenty thousand dollars to get a bunch of DSLRs and put them around. And I'm like, no, just buy a bunch of G7s or G85s or whatever equivalent. You know, few years old um, Lumix is, and use those. You're already have lighting if you've got a stream set up. Mm-hmm. Just buy cheaper five hundred dollars cameras, especially after it's been compressed online. No one is going to tell the difference. Literally, no one. So they're great for that. So instead, you can spend. Um, well, heck, now you could probably get three used g85s for just about a thousand dollars maybe slightly more um so it, it works it works yeah No reason to buy brand so, new
0: so um yeah think about the mvp the minimum viable product what is the cheapest thing you can do that gets the job done that is the type of thing you should buy yep. uh, another caveat though i i love caveats <laughs> Word of the day, brought to you by the letter C for caveat. Um, okay. But um, when when it is something that is more of a lifetime purchase, uh, mm-hmm. go with the Terry Pratchett's boots model, which if you're not familiar, I'm not going to explain it. Just go Google it. Uh, people have explained it better, and I don't want to waste the time on air.
1: Here's so- a one sentence. If you buy good boots, they will last longer, and you'll end up saving money than if you buy bad boots multiple times.
0: That's the one. Um <laughs> so so some items that are lifetime lenses Mm -hmm. um as long as you don't freaking drop the thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh, a lens will last you forever like so your dad was a photographer yes and Mm -hmm. you've got some legendary Nikor lenses Mm -hmm. i do and uh like when how old are those
1: oh some of them are like like decades and decades and decades like some were some were old when he got them it's it, and they they're still the great thing about mirrorless nowadays. They're easy to adapt, so they're still great lenses.
0: And, and we're, t- we're what are we talking? Like seventies for seventies, yeah, 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 for sure. So fifty years later, mm-hmm. they're still like better than the piece of glass I've got sitting in front of me. The like, laws
1: of physics don't change. Like a good lens is a good lens. In,
0: indeed. Yeah. So again, really like. It, buy something nice and take care of it if it's one of those lifetime purchases. I do not consider a camera body a lifetime purchase. It mm. has an, an, anything with an expiration date or a use or a wear and tear. Um,
1: camera bodies are consumables, as weird as that is to say out
0: loud. It is, it is weird to <laughs> very say
1: that painful, Very painful, expensive consumables. They're very painful,
0: expensive consumables. And you think like, wow, I'm going to be using this forever. But like, no, the uh, electronics will go... Like mm-hmm. My computer technically it's a consumable yeah. of like um because I can't really upgrade my laptop here mm-hmm. like I can upgrade my pc that's more ship of Theseus type thing but like yeah. your graphics card like is gonna die one day and you're gonna need a new graphics card like that's yep. just life your camera body is gonna die one day your lens take care of it treat it like a precious baby it will last you for ever, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. until you get FOMO and you see one that's, you know, twice the cost and half the weight.
1: Even it. then I've, I haven't bought name brand lenses. Like I have a couple no, got fan- a Sigma. I have a couple fantastic, funny. um, uh, two, eight zooms for my Sony and they're both Tamron's and they're way less expensive than the Sony's and the performance is nearly identical. And in some cases better depending on the lens that you buy from them. So Indeed. yeah, you don't need to spend name brand money.
0: Um uh here's here's a hot tip for all of you out there. Um I don't know which way the Sony ring goes, but but um, if you shoot Canon or Nikon, if you shoot Canon by Sigma lenses, because Canon and Sigma lenses spin the same direction for focus and zoom length. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you shoot Nikon by Tamron, because Nikon and Tamron lenses spin the same direction, so your muscle memory is always the same. I had one Tamron lens in my lineup, and it always threw me <laughs> off when I put it on my camera because it everything spun the opposite direction as my Sigma and my Canon lenses. So um, I I, I use it kind of until it got burned out um, and then I replaced it with a sigma one because just i I need yep. that muscle memory for me um that's just another another little hot tip I think I've done that one on the channel before but it's a good hot tip one, so again. I'm it back <laughs> um, recently I actually had to replace my speed lights and yes it, oh so here's here's another hot tip uh, if you think you need a thing sit on it and decide decide if you actually still need it because there are some things i'm like ooh, that's interesting i need it and then i completely forgot i was thinking about it
1: like yep and this is for more than just camera gear too this is like a widely applicable that just applies to your life there's been so much stuff and this is how like this is how marketing tries to get you like there's this kind of fomo uh thing that is is uh that is tried that they, they people try to develop in you so that you think oh i have to get this thing now because if i don't then i'll regret it later sit on it for like a day and oftentimes you're like i don't actually need that thing yeah I so when it that. came
0: to like laura problems hashtag not sponsored oh god please contact us um <laughs> anyway, anyway uh i sat on that for two years mm-hmm before I purchased it and I still wanted it as badly on day like 700 as I wanted it on day one. And so yes, absolutely buy it. Um, And I
1: love a sale, but just just because something is on sale doesn't mean you should buy it. You're still spending money. But like you could just not spend that money, just and then you would save the money. even more money, the money than the discount that it's on. So, yeah.
0: but yeah. um, recently <laughs> I did. Uh, so, so I've had uh, speedlights, the speedlights that I'm currently using, Yongnuo Six Sixties. They, uh, I did a review on the channel for those. Um, but the the problem that I've had with those is they lack second curtain sink Mm -hmm. which doesn't sound like a big deal but there's one very specific shot i love taking at weddings at the end of the night that requires second curtain sink and in fact sometimes i will bring my really like 12 year old really bad canon speed light with me Mm -hmm. just so um i can get that one shot and i'm like i'm very tired of lugging an extra piece of gear to take one photo at the end (laughs) of the night uh (laughs) let's replace them with something new and better that can do what i want yeah and now, so um, I, I have sat on that uh, pretty much this summer uh, the impetus came when we had our last heat wave this year um, um, but they started kind of burning out and overheating. I'm like, all <laughs> right <laughs> I need <laughs> to replace these things um, So I bought new speed lights. Well when I was going to buy new speed lights, what do I do with my old speed lights? I don't need two incompatible Wi-Fi triggered speed lights nope. sell your old stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm somebody that doesn't sell a lot of old stuff, but I have sold old stuff consistently. If, if truly the thing that I am buying is has fully replaced it in fun- functionality, like I like having spares, I like having backups. Um, but there's a level of like in this case, this is a great example. You're not going to use two separate non-compatible systems you might as well just buy all in on one i
0: now own seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10 11 12 speed lights in addition to the time about being. 15 studio strobes <laughs> mm-hmm. i'd say i think i have enough
1: yep Probably, well, and now you'll start. Now that you have Godox speedlights, you'll start like replacing everything with Godox stuff as time goes on.
0: <laughs> Possibly, maybe I haven't shot with them yet. We'll yeah. we'll see. We'll see how far the bug itch uh, takes me.
1: Yeah, their studio strobes are supposed to be pretty um, good.
0: Yeah. So I think we've covered a decent amount of stuff today. Mm. Um, we'll, well, let's let's recap all of our hot tips. So all about ROI. Make yep. sure that... Like, don't buy something if you don't think you're going to get your money back, especially if mm-hmm. this is a business for you.
1: Oh, yeah. If it's a business, then like, straight up do not. Um, if it's like in my case where I've got a day job backing things up, then... Make sure that you at least are going to get enough use out of it that it's worth your time and money.
0: <laughs> so for me, it's, it's will I make my money back or will it, this bring in more money? Mm-hmm. Or another way to think about it is will this get me a client that I am turning away right now because I can't do for that? For sure. For sure. Um. So I there are definitely some things where I'm like, oh, I will buy the thing and this will get me new clients. That is never true. Buying a thing will never get you new clients unless you are currently turning away those clients already. Um, But like I took a chance on the Lauer Pro Blends and and, like I started pushing the work that I was making with it and I was able to attract clients. But that was like a lot of like very conscious effort on my part.
1: And after like 12 years of experience doing this. So like if you're starting out, don't buy something and assume you're going to get jobs out of it. This is not field of dreams. If you
0: buy it, they will not come. Um... (laughs) Let's see. Uh, creating multiple accounts for budgeting. Yep. Make sure you set aside for profit and sales tax.
1: Check, up your lo- check out your local laws. Figure out what business you should register as. Figure out your taxes. Do not wait. The IRS will come after you. <laughs> uh,
0: pay yourself first so you don't burn out. Make sure that you can continue to do photography, whether it's your job or your hobby. Um, buy a generation back. Minimum viable product. Yep. Uh, we've gone over a bunch of great stuff today, I, but one more that I haven't mentioned. One last Ooh, tip. One last one. We're we're gonna start that out. Of next week's listener question is gonna <laughs> come from Ben, and Ben asks, "What's the difference between overhead and scaling costs?" Dun dun dun. Mm, stay tuned. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna explain that next week and our very special episode 100, along with uh, that's gonna be kind of the bonus content listener question. Um, yeah. So that's our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Logan, thanks so much for the question. That was a great one. If you guys have questions, you can email us. What's the email, Stuart?
1: It is hello at photo-op.show
0: fantastic um be sure to go check out our patreon become a member um give us a dollar in the chip jar, give us some, some roi give us some roi baby uh, you can't see this
1: if you're listening but i'm gesturing at the
0: broadcaster <laughs> if, if you find this entertaining or informative or educational um a dollar is really cheap Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. just you know help us out that's like 12 bucks a year um Mm -hmm. and all of it goes uh none of it really goes to our pockets all of it just goes to making sure that we can produce more content so um thank you guys so much we will come back uh next week with a very special episode and we'll see you next time thanks for joining us if you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show.
1: Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at noncreative.
0: As in om-nom-nom. Nom.
1: Share this with a friend, and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold.
0: Or download it. Because it's free.